Look, the only reason I agreed to kiss that pompous Engel's ass was because I thought we were getting an F. Good news, Mr. Winger. You may remove your lips from my buttocks because you have, in fact, succeeded in changing your grade. It's now an F. What? You're effing us? Good morning, morning Greendale. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. And here are your morning announcements. Today we're talking about Community Season 4, Episode 10, Basic Human Anatomy. That's not the name of the episode. I wrote I the wrong... I was very scared and confused I wrote the for wrong name of the... Introduction to Knots. Oh, thank God. Woo, you scared <laughs> me. I thought we were going to accidentally do a Mike Fudged Up episode. <laughs> Uh, I I watched the right episode, but for some reason, uh, when I watched when I sat down to write my notes, um, I definitely wrote basic human anatomy. That's what it says at the top. Of, season four, episode ten, basic human anatomy. Um, that's what it says on my notes. It is intro to knots. Uh, we're already do, we're well four just four seconds into this episode. We're already we, doing just real yeah. good. We we're if 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 we were a train we 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 had an idea of some tracks but they're gone they're just gone now. Um, uh, speaking of some, uh, it's it's a hot one here in Portland today. It's, and it's just, a very hot one, like seven like, inches from the midday sun. Just like these cards for. Wait, I forgot the name of. This. <laughs> We're both doing super good in this uh, heat wave. Yep. Outsourcing is- my... <laughs> the quality of this episode is going up and up. If this is your first episode of the podcast, uh, maybe maybe try a different one because we've forgotten how to podcast. Uh, which, it's- which, which it's not like it's been that long since... Oh my goodness. Uh, this is Outsourcing Mike's Bits, as you can tell from the music and not from the words that I said. Uh, we are uh, we are in the pod decks, would you rather deck? And I got a, a, a an eyeful of a few of these uh, that are either weird or gross. So here's hoping we get a weird or gross one, I guess. I don't know. Okay, I'm going to be, I'm, I'm nervous to ask, but... Is there a sex question? I definitely did see one that said sex. That had sex in the words. I didn't read it. I just saw the. You know, your eyes get drawn to the uh-huh, word sex. Uh-huh. You're like, ooh, the X I don't makes know what it's sexy. Any it's, if there's oh an X in it, I'm gonna be like, oh, what is this about? The, that intersection, man. Woo, boy. Anyway, let's get that good good shuffle and see if we can get. I guess the sex question or something weird. I don't know. Here we go. I promise we're not drunk. I've had. Half of a rum and coke. I'm drinking water, <laughs> which is the smarter move because it is over 100 degrees today in is in a place that generally does not it get does over not 100. Um, so <laughs> it's it's not neither we. Well, it might be weird, but it's not gross and it's not the sex one. So, so I'm glad we're we're bringing that one back uh, from the dead because it was so great the first time. <laughs> Uh, but we we have we do have a result. Uh, would you rather wear a monitor that beeps when you're lying, or beeps when you're attracted to someone? Um. Important follow up question. <laughs> oh, you does, know that these cards don't does, have more information on them. Does the monitor indicate what the beeping is about in any way? Because that's really going to influence my answer. Because. I feel like something that beeps when I lie will become very obvious because like, you know, here's, here's, here's the thing, right? We all, we all make little white lies throughout the day, right? Like sure. Someone, you know, I'm, I'm assuming it's not calibrated to just like giant lies. Like my, Um, my lie uh, to myself on most days, like maybe the Jaguars will be good this year. Beep. Yeah, they Mm -hmm. won't. Just I know yeah, just like that. Um, but like even even down to the point of like here in this country, you know, it's common to just be like, oh, hey, how's it going? How are you doing? And you're just like, I'm fine. And like, that's a lie. You are not fine. 
you 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 spent like five minutes in the bathroom crying earlier because uh, you exist in the year 2022. Oops, and I that just is totally doom acceptable. for 25 minutes. But but you, what's not acceptable, because we as a society have not deemed it acceptable, is to say, not doing so great today, Hank. Thank you for asking. Like, <laughs> not great, Bob. You you've uh you know, you've gotta you've gotta just be like, oh, you know, I'm doing all right. And then this thing that you're wearing goes beep, and like people are gonna catch on real fast what that beeping is about. Sure. If something beeps every time I consider someone attractive, there is no instigating incident. I'm just wearing this thing that beeps seemingly randomly. I mean, unless uh, the object of your uh, attraction is like bending over, then it's kind of obvious. It's like somebody's like, oh, I dropped all this paper in the hallway. It didn't, it didn't say it didn't say it beeps when I get horny. It just says when I find someone attractive. Oh, there are, I there's, see. There is not often when I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not attracted to that person. And then they bend over and I'm like, hold on a second. <laughs> like, beep, 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 beep. Now, I will say that if it beeps when you lie, it'll be yes. a staccato once beep. If you're looking at somebody you're attracted to, it might be a longer sustained beep. Okay. So I'm I'm next to uh, I I I get on the bus and there's a very attractive woman on the bus. Yeah. And then so I Let, let's I go turn, with Selma I Hayek turn the is on the I bus turn the you. corner and Selma I feel do you you've got a thing for her, don't you? Because I feel like you've brought her up on this podcast before. I think it's just a funny name to me, honestly. I think she's a very pretty lady, but like I, I, I was like, okay, wait, what's a nice 90s- I, I just wanted to know if you have if you have a Selma Hayek thing, because if you do, that's fine. I'm just like the name has come up before when we're talking about attractive celebrities. Uh-huh. So like, I think it's just the na- the name is is unique enough that it sticks in my brain. Okay, okay. Um, now, if you were lying right now and you had a monitor, <laughs> <laughs> it would be well, well. You couldn't tell if I was attracted to Selma Hayek, now could you? Uh, so anyway, so I hop on the bus and Selma Hayek is there, and I I I turn. The uh, you know, I I turn to sit down and I see her and it's, and it's just like, Burr! and everyone on the bus is just staring at me while this thing's going, Burr! like, okay, that, that is my assumption. That would be an, would that work. would be annoying. Um, yes. I would it would I ruin would, a lot of a lot of relationships. Um. Uh, hmm. Granted, that might See, I, that might not be in the spirit of the question, though. So I might I might be misreading it. There, th- my my problem again, with this, I think you're right. If it's just the one staccato beep, lying is a pretty <laughs> pretty specific right. thing. Um, but because, I would also say that it would it would kind of like nudge you to being more vague. So it's like, how's it going? It's going. I mean, that's not a lie. My it biggest complaint going. with the movie Liar Liar starring Jim Carrey is that uh, he is cursed to not lie for like 24 hours or whatever. Right. And in that 24 hours, he, a lawyer, cannot cannot conceivably come up with a way to, you know, technically tell the truth, but but be like vague. Right. I I think there's... I get I get that it's a horror uh, horror. I get it's a horror movie for some <laughs> you people. <know> what? <laughs> I get that it's a comedy movie for children, but like mostly for children there's that whole thing where he spends like forever talking about how big that woman's breast is in court. Yeah, that's um, not a uh this not a great kids movie. <laughs> half of it is a kids movie and half of it is Jim Carrey sleeping with people and talking about boobs. Um Anyways, I mean, I, I look. I liked the new Sonic movie as much as you did, but you don't have to describe it that way. <laughs> uh, Actually, so I, would, yes. I would, I would love that, <laughs> that style of Sonic movie. I just a weird, a weird erotic thriller in the middle of it, starring Jim Carrey as Doctor Robotnik. I've always held issue with the fact that, well, because like, yes, you can't. You can't say that uh, the pen is is green when it's blue. Like, you know, that's a factual statement. But like, you know, the number of things where he's just like, 
I can't lie and therefore I'm going to blurt it out the first thing right. that comes to my mind that is factual. Like, anyways, I'm not going to pick apart sure. the plot holes well, in, no, in hold a... Hold on, in... I think we're, in a good, we're going down a good path here. Um, I do think that there's some kind of like magical apparatus monkey paw thing <laughs> where it's like, not only can he not lie, you know, the... He can't, he can't lie through omission, right. is what you're saying. Okay. He, can't, he has to literally tell the truth anytime he opens his mouth. Uh, well, that's our, epi- that, that's our episode on uh, the, the hit Jim Carrey movie, Liar, Liar. Uh, tune it, in it, next week. It is a hit, right? Like, it's not, it didn't I have no idea, and I don't care. So I care enough that I'm going to go look the, it up. Back to the the crux of this question. I feel like the problem with this deck is that the would you rather's have too much. Oh wow! It it was three hundred and two million dollars on a forty five million dollar budget. So okay, it made it good. back. Uh, I feel like the questions are just too vague because um, if my, my big question is if people know what the beeping is about because if people. If people know either way, like that's going to cause problems. Right. But I posit that if someone doesn't inherently know what the beeping is about and it beeps every time I find someone attractive, like, yes, there's a lot of attractive people in the world, but like, it's just going to be this weird background beep and people are going to be like, what's that be- beeping about? And then I can lie about it because I don't have a thing that tells <laughs> them that I'm lying. Oh, yeah. Just a smoke alarm. I'm sure. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's just a weird thing. Um, you know, I'm, I'm part of a, I'm part of a test, uh, for this. It, it just, it beeps every now and then just to make sure that, you know, my heart is doing all right. Uh, it's a new medical thing. Boom. There we go. I just, I just told a lie to Selma Hayek while also being like, she's very hot. So, you know, so I, I posit that if they don't inherently know, if it's not like I'm wearing a thing that's like, Ben thinks you're hot alarm, then like, I got to go with that one. Man, I can't wait for that to be on the t-shirt. What about you, Mike? We've, you know, we've, you- <laughs> we've litigated this question to death. So now, uh, you gotta, you gotta answer. Speaking of litigation, I would like to go back to liar. Li- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I almost spit out my drink. Thank you. I, for that. that was my plan. Got to get that rum and coke all over the camera. Um, yeah, I think I'd probably. I don't know. Like, I don't think I'd want to know. Like in like audibly every time I find myself attracted to someone because I I don't. I don't know. It just feels like that would be a lot. Uh, <laughs> I, I I I find myself attracted to attractive women. I'll put it that way. Um, and uh, I don't want to be walking down the road and just like, bing, 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 bing. It's like, no, 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 that's bad. <laughs> um, and I don't feel like I lie a ton. Like, yes, I get the lot, the like the pleasant little lie of, yeah, everything's good. But I could, you can easily like, I, I if it's, if it's lie through omission or if it's lie through like, yeah, it's, you know, it's going like if it's not technically okay. a lie, but you're obscuring that. If it's not figuring that out, I'm fine with lying because I, I can, I can figure out how to just smooth down all those rough edges. Totally fine. I think I could do that. Okay. Okay. That's me. Um. So you you become a, instead of being like doing fine, you're gonna become a hanging in there kind of guy. Yes. I w- okay. Oh, okay. I might already be a hanging in there kind of guy. <laughs> I, I I am mid dad uh, transformation. No 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 view no uh no timeline currently, but just working on it. Working on the dad transformation. Okay, okay. Uh let's talk finally about the community <laughs> episode, uh, which is not basic human anatomy and still says so in my notes. Let's talk about <laughs> intro to knots. It also um, has nothing to do with lying or uh <laughs> finding people or, attractive. <laughs> At well, all. I feel like there is a little bit of that. So you're saying that there's a little bit of finding people attractive, but no lying in this episode. Okay, you're right. Okay, <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, there's the point that Cor- Cornwallis figures out the love triangle of the group of finding people attractive. But yeah, there's also the lying of I'm not actually tied up or I'm being tied up or whatever. Uh, anyways, this is another episode uh, that really only has the one plot where... It is uh, the Christmas episode for the season. 
Uh, which is weird because uh, thanks to some weird airing, uh, like because season four got like delayed or something. So yeah. uh, this episode aired April 18th, 2013. Hey, just in time to be in the season. And uh, I also feel like half the time we talk about Christmas episodes, we're in the middle of a heat wave. So uh i think that just might be where we're in the middle of the season let's in the middle of the summer stop doing christmas episodes altogether so anyways we'll um, skip it, we'll just skip them until they make sense in our timeline yes absolutely so uh malcolm mcdowell returns as professor cornwallis in this one um he shows up to this holiday party uh that because annie invited him because she heard it through the grapevine that they failed the big history paper. And so her plan is to invite him over to schmooze him up and turn that failing grade into a good grade. A, a surprisingly, you know, uh, a, a, a common sitcom plot that I believe has little to zero uh, in realistic uh opportunity i don't think this has ever happened mm-hmm. in a way like this there are ways in which you know meeting out with a teacher outside of school has gotten you a better grade but it also tends to get the teacher on a list um so yeah it's it's uh the christmas episode and they <laughs> they have a they have a party over at uh, Jeff's apartment, which is a very drastically different Jeff's apartment than the last time we saw his apartment. Mm-hmm. I have to say that uh, this is the antithesis of how I would ever imagine Jeff's apartment being. Okay, uh, he's got uh, he's got a like his his dining room area is like big, like cyan walls. Like bright, bold, right, right. light blue. He has a one of the I noticed one of the decorations in his apartment is just a framed photograph of an airplane wing flying at like, you know, twenty five thousand feet or whatever. Sure. And I've never really noticed before how much I'm just like, this just this doesn't feel like Jeff's apartment. It it very much does not. Um, when I think of Jeff, I would think of something way more sleek than this apartment suggests. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, probably zero photos of uh, airplane wings. Yeah, probably. He doesn't really strike me as an airplane kind of guy. <laughs> well, I, you know, Ben, I think you have a pretty good uh, handle on who's an airplane guy and who's not. Me. I'm an airplane kind oh, of guy. Oh, I know, buddy. <laughs> you, you, I... So we did we did icebreaker questions uh, at a um, onboarding thing for my new job, and we had to we had to tell uh, like did a fact about ourselves. I'm, I'm an airplane guy. What are you gonna, I was like, what are you I'm do? Ben, and I'm an airplane guy. No, I did I did mention that uh, in 2020 I got really big into flight simulator, and no one seemed to care. And I all was right. like, all right, cool, cool. <laughs> Um, I did, I mean, I did consider being like, I'm really into karaoke because like a lot of people don't assume that about me. Like I don't give off the karaoke guy vibe. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then I'm like, ah, but like, I don't know. I don't want to, but then you, you might be signing yourself up for work sanctioned karaoke. Right. Right. Which is either really good or really bad. No middle sliders. Right. No middle sliders on that. And so I didn't, I didn't want to, I mean, I don't know these people yet. I didn't want to commit. So I was like. Yeah, I play a bunch of flight simulator and it's cool. And then like everyone just stared at me. Well, I mean, I was remote, but everyone just kind of stared off into the middle distance and then we moved on to the next person. So I'm like, cool. Yep. I'm 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 the airplane guy. (laughs) It's funny. uh, You got exactly what you were. You, you're not gonna go on karaoke dates with your coworkers. I am. On this I point. am not. They think I'm a loser, and that's how I like it. So I will say you had that chance. Either way, uh, I could have said I do a community podcast. Um, uh huh. But you, 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 you famously uh, uh, don't tell people about it. Where I do, and people are like, "Oh, cool." Uh, so you've been doing it for years. You say. Anyways, Jeff's apartment does not look like anything I would have ever imagined Jeff's apartment to be, uh, yeah. which is kind of weird. Um, 
Like, I will say, I think the last time we saw his apartment was when um, uh, Chang sort of threw that impromptu party. And that was a pretty bare bones Jeff apartment. But I can I can envision that I can envision his style being pretty minimalist. um, Yes. Minimalist. Where like sleek. Yeah. Right. Uh, The the bright blue wall and the the. he had some like movie posters. I couldn't tell what the movie posters were, but he had some movie posters in his dining room. Um, the the airplane wing photo was just really weird to me. I don't know. It didn't it didn't feel like it didn't feel like a Jeff space. Well, you know, sometimes uh, the people you'd expect to have Jeff spaces don't have Jeff spaces. I don't know. I, I don't have a raw frame off of this conversation. I, I Let me tell you how little I paid attention to Jeff's apartment. None. I didn't pay attention to uh-huh. it at all. So they have this party. Uh, Annie does mention it's their first adult, like, a, adult Christmas time party. Um, and... Uh, grown-up Christmas party, she calls it. I was like, I wanted to avoid the phrase adult Christmas party because that sounds like it's a sex thing. Our group's first grown-up Christmas party. Thanks for hosting. As an aside, how weird is it that we call adult situations, like, like if a movie has adult situations in it, it's like sex or uh, whatever. Because as an adult, most of my adult situations are paying my mortgage. Doing taxes. <laughs> yes. Throwing out all of my junk mail. Boy, I wish I had more adult situations in my life. This film may involve adult situations. And then it's just like them like, ah, hmm. Hey, hey, hon. Hey, um, do you know where the, the, do you know where I put my W-2s? I, they came in like two weeks ago and I, I, I swear I, I put them on the table. You know, I I just don't know, Barb. This four hundred one k isn't isn't inc- increasing his value as much as I wanted to. We might have to put more of our money away into it so we can retire on time. Uh-huh. Adult uh huh. Adult situations. The movie. This film contains adult situations. Uh, hey, um, can we? Hon, make I need this movie I need your under- <laughs> I need your social security number uh, because uh, I'm going to put you as my beneficiary on my. Um, uh accidental death and dismemberment insurance um so you know uh you know and it's i know it's not fun to think about but you know just in case the worst happens you know and then you have a conversation about like you know oh when i die you know i want to i want to be put in one of those mushroom suits so that like the mushrooms can eat me or whatever and then you're just like i expected sex they're talking about end of life plans that's adult situations, baby. I feel like this is a movie that is about the meta humor of the idea of adult situations. Mm-hmm. Um, and also a, cri- a critical and box office failure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, a lot of people will go to see it opening weekend because we like, oh, yeah, it's nothing but adult situations. And then like everyone what? will find out Wait. and then yeah. it tanks immediately. <laughs> My favorite part is this is an adult situation, but it says it's rated G. <laughs> that must be a mistake. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But I, I'm not going to look a gift horse in the mouth. And then they should have looked the gift horse in the mouth because it's just about taxes and the four old gays. It's their first grown up Christmas party, which I find kind of weird for, you know, this is their f- fourth year as friends together. Right. Um I but, think what uh, she is actually meaning is more of a mature, relaxed Christmas. Well, yeah, sure. But I mean, just like when I when I went off to college, like I couldn't wait to have my own like, you know, friends uh, Christmas party sort of thing. We're like, like, screw it. I'm not going to go hang out with family talking all the like politics and whatever of my family. I'm going to hang out with friends. We're going to exchange some gifts. We're going to get real drunk. And that's going to be our grown-up Christmas party. Sounds that's great. Fair. But, you know, the, the previous Christmas parties have been uh, either a giant fight, uh, a Glee-style one, or I think there was another one that I've forgotten. Abed's uncontrolled. Uh, c- yes. Everyone, uh, everyone turns everyone into... Everyone goes to therapy. <laughs> everyone goes to therapy. So she's um, not wrong from That's an adult situation. <laughs> going to therapy. So... Yes, uh, they they have decided to not do gifts, and then literally everyone brings gifts anyways. 
which I am I'm I'm the I'm the Jeff in this situation where I'm just like, I don't want to do gifts. I don't like giving gifts. I don't like receiving gifts. I don't like the obligation of the whole thing. Um, And it's great that my wife also does not. Uh, So that's cool. Um, Sometimes you got to find the right wavelength to be on. Everyone's like, oh, what'd you get? What'd you get her for Christmas? I'm like, oh, we don't do gifts. And they're like, oh, but, but dude, that's a trap. You got it. I'm like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> we went for a nice sushi meal. Not, not at all. We don't do it. We don't do the gifts. So it's great. But now adult situations, of course. Oh yeah, and then no, they think you're talking about sex, but you're also talking about whales and four hundred. We're yeah, we're talking. We're talking about like you know. Uh, b- uh, budgeting for uh, and you know new uh, f- uh, new floors for the house. You know that's the, that's sure, an adult yes. situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exterior um, painting. Ugh, boy. So, uh, is yeah, this, everyone is this is this a episode not funny? Because <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if it is. I feel uh, like this is like act. I, I I hope we're not actively wasting our listeners' time. You know, you know that you know that line where you're like this is this is. I don't know whether to laugh or to cry because like it's funny but also depressing as hell. Uh-huh. I feel we like we're, we're right on. <laughs> we're right on that line because we're like, haha, we're making a joke about the phrase "adult situations." By the way. Uh, living as an adult is nothing but aggravation and and selling yourself to the man for money so that one day you can hopefully die. Um, well, so, I think you pushed us over that line, buddy. <laughs> look, I'm I'm happy to have a new job because like I got to pay the bills, right? Uh-huh. But taking taking two months off to not have a job and then suddenly have a job again makes you feel real specific ways about jobs sure. so anyways, anyways we have join we have our made patreon it, <laughs> we have made it four minutes into this episode <laughs> if that so uh they they said they weren't going to do gifts uh everyone except jeff brings gifts anyways Pierce strangely is not here because he's doing sensitivity training. It's more of the the Chevy Chase drama where like right, yes, he's just not in this episode. Um, and uh, Annie talks about the failing grade, and Jeff freaks out because he's like, "I needed that to graduate. This is going to ruin my plan to graduate early." So and I I oh, know go I'm gonna jump ahead here, but this. It it when when we know one of the reasons they didn't do as well as they should have probably is Jeff coasting on this. It makes mm-hmm. this feel very like manipulative by by Jeff's standpoint, which I think, uh, you know, this is that was what he was at his first year when he was trying to skate by, but he's made so many different you know improvements to himself that he's like oh well, i i'm i'm actually being a good part of the team and the group and stuff like that but this one feels like a kind of a reversion to the the first season of jeff yeah but but mike there was a secret tom waits show that he just had to go see so you know it's totally I, justified i don't believe that many people are like i need to see this instead of finishing up a a, a section of a paper it's one it's, of it's, seven sections that's fair. How, it's not how even long a full was this paper? <laughs> did you write? Did you just not write a paragraph, my dude? Wait. Okay. I haven't. I haven't actually thought about this before. But if seven people were tasked, uh, let's let's yeah, even yeah. let's even count Pierce out of this because he's not even in the episode. Let's right. pretend Pierce uh, got kicked out or whatever. Even well, still, I mean, they they do ben- benefit of that the he doubt. bought it. He bought it from Neil. Oh yeah, no, that's true. Uh, uh, Jeff does specifically say that Pierce was a part of this. Okay, so seven people working on this group project. How long was this paper? Because that's that's a lot. Like, especially when when jo- uh, Jeff says that he copied uh, the lyrics for I think it was War. What is it good for? Uh huh. Those aren't a lot of lyrics. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I, man, how much work did he actually need to do for this? Because I feel like I, you have, you have swayed my opinion from like (laughs) Jeff gonna Jeff to be like, 
now wait a minute he had to he had to put in like 12 minutes of work for this right it is you it it it, it the tom waits thing is a misdirect he is being an asshole okay okay i'm you know what i i'm i'm on uh jeff is an asshole gate um okay now if hash, you disagree hashtag with us, jeff is an asshole gate if you disagree with us uh respond with hashtag jeff not asshole i don't know why i removed a lot <laughs> some articles there but i don't know short hashtags are catchier i think uh-huh uh-huh um so so yeah uh we, yeah we do find out that jeff uh purposefully tanked his section just to go to a concert and um we get into sort of the crux of the episode which is just that uh they try to convince Annie wants to convince Cornwallis that they deserve something better than they got which she advertises to Jeff as a failing grade mm-hmm. it turns out to be a C minus which is which, not failing in any way <laughs> I will say this about Jeff he didn't put in the 12 minutes to write his section of this thing he did however do the math to figure out exactly what grade that they would get because he says we would do no worse than a C minus, and they got a C minus. So, like, he spent the time to figure all that out. Couldn't write a paper, though. Right. He was too busy figuring out how little work he needed to do to, so by doing the work to figure out how to do the work. I feel I like just, it's that XKCD it. <laughs> uh, about automating yes, tasks yes. <laughs> where, like, depending on how often you need to repeat the task, like, you either waste so much time uh, automating it that it was pointless because you only have to do it like once a year or whatever. Right. Ver- and then you hit that point where like suddenly the time it spent you spent automating it pays off. I don't think that he is at the point where doing the math was worth it because he could have just <laughs> done the paper, the paragraph or two. It had right. I mean. He's he even at the end of the at the end of the whole uh, episode. He's like, yeah, I read the book. Then what? Why? Why did you not write the stupid paper? You did the hard work. I feel like you mean because like I I can't imagine that this community college history class was like the project is going to be a three hundred page paper. Yeah. Um, because even even if. Even if it's like a 70 page paper, you split that seven ways, that's 10 pages. Like you can knock that out, no problem. Sure. But also, if it's 70 pages. When you're in that kind of like college mode, you can punch that out, no problem. Oh, I've punched out like the most ridiculously pointless 10 pages that have have earned me like a B. Like maybe a B minus. I I just can't do it right now, but in, in my college years, I would be able to do that. So, yes, they uh, they try to get Cornwallis to change the grade and he Cornwallis overhears them uh, he overhears Jeff specifically talking about how he's like, uh, you know, I don't remember what he calls him something. He, he, he calls him like stuffy and some yeah, yeah. sort of name. I don't I don't remember. That's when Cornwallis is like. Well, you know what? You've convinced me. I will change the grade. Instead of the C minus, it's now an F. Uh, Kevin is there for some reason. Kevin is only there so that he can tie up Cornwallis. Right. Because we find out later that he does not know how to tie knots. Right. So, which, which uh, there is a point when Cornwallis is telling Jeff, I'll call the police. He literally points at him from the bottom <laughs> of the frame. I'm like... I was like, aha, I have found a plot hole. And no, it was the whole point. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, Kevin is there. He ties him up poorly. Cornwallis fakes being tied up in order to play mind games with them. Right. Talks about how, like, there's always a traitor and everyone wants to be the traitor because the traitor wins. Like, they Mm -hmm. get the, the benefit. And so he offers the first person to tie, untie him gets an A and everyone gets everyone else gets an F. And that sets off the mind games. Also, a thing we to- totally skipped over. Abed uh, was gifted the uh, tank top from Die Hard, uh, which 
Cool. Isn't relevant to the plot. It's just it's just a it's fun a, thing. It's just a fun thing that happens to Abed. <laughs> Who then spends the rest of the episode just sitting on the couch, eating popcorn, and watching all the events unfold. Because Wait, to Abed, this is a movie. Yeah, yeah. Which, to, to, to Abed's credit, he's kind of the best part of the episode. Right. So, Which um, <laughs> tells you a little bit. We're not doing oops all grades like we did last time. But uh, we're close. I will tell you my favorite uh, joke in the whole episode, though, because okay. uh, he, the professor's telling everyone they're like, oh, you know, everyone, everyone can't wait to betray everyone else, you know, because the moment the, the opportunity is there, they'll turn. The Romans were loyal to Caesar. And then all of a sudden, um, Hannibal uh, crosses the Alps and he's there. And then before you can say uh, e pluribus unum, uh, the, right, right. the Romans turned on each other. And then Troy's like, When Hannibal came charging over the Alps, the Romans turned on themselves as quickly as you can say e pluribus unum. I'm pretty sure it's anus. <laughs> yeah, that's like, that was good. Good, good callback to the flag, mm-hmm. um, to the Greendale butt flag. But uh, that's that's the best joke in the yeah. whole episode. My, my follow up that is the best joke. The second best joke is when Cornwallis is, addresses Troy by name, and Troy's like, "He knows my name." It's like you're in his class. <laughs> yes. So again, Donald Glover. Just br- bringing his A game. He's he's very good. Um, mind games are played. Uh, then the dean shows up, uh, who gets real upset that he wasn't invited to this Christmas party. Mm-hmm. Not and then they not turn- at the hostage situation. Well, because he they they are trying to hide the hostage situation, and then they finally get the dean out, or the the dean comes in. Excuse me. The dean kind of bursts in and they're freaking out because he's right. going to see Cornwallis tied up. Cornwallis is not tied up. He Someone has untied him, which we find out later was he was never tied to begin with. <laughs> and then it's just it's more mind games about trying to figure out who did it, why they did it. Um, and you know, then the, they, the usual clue. Uh-huh. Uh, they end up retying him up because... They reasons. just basi- they basically just get they get mad at him, at him. uh huh. And they then, retie him up. Then the dean comes back in and is like, "Oh, hey, Professor Cornwallis." <laughs> so not just does not care, does oh, yeah. not care. Oh yeah, not at all. He's just like, "This is this is a normal Christmas party for the dean, probably." You know, someone you know that, someone well, is tied up <clears throat> in a chair. Adult situations. Adult adult situations. I hope this doesn't awaken anything in me. Um, <laughs> um I w- I will say uh part part of the mind games uh also reveals that Shirley is is on track to be the valedictorian, not Annie. And yes. I I really like that that characterization of of Shirley being like really competent and like really smart. And I wish it wasn't a surprise reveal. <laughs> Like, well, I mean, it does it does I think sort of speak to Annie's sort of mentality where she's like obviously I'm the best, but then when she finds out that it's not her, she assumes it's literally everyone else including Britta. Right. Yeah, no no it's not going to be Britta, which I I love I love Britta. She she ain't oh, valedictorian. No, no, no. no. <laughs> uh she she follows the Ben uh uh, course, which is uh, C's get degrees, <laughs> and they sure I, did. I didn't, I didn't coin that, but you know what? I sure lived by that. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so, but yeah, the the fact that she assumes it's literally everyone else, and then Shirley is like, "Excuse me, it's me." Don't be so effing surprised by it. She doesn't right. use the f word because it's Shirley, but and it's also, you know, and it's also NBC. And it's also NBC. Uh, I am looking forward to when we get to season six and we can say the F word because they do it on Yahoo. Um, Excellent. Which, which, by the way, that I mean, we're jumping literal seasons ahead at this point. <laughs> but the first time I watched season six, and I think Britta's the first one to drop an F bomb. I was like, hold on a second. And I rewound it because I'm like, there's no way that that just happened. And it was. And, you know, this was the innocent days of 
the fact that a company would have a streaming service that makes its own content was like new and interesting. Right. Um, and Rather so than f- now where it, it is how things get done. Now it's, you know, Netflix drops a new season of Stranger Things and then you can't go on Twitter without like literally every tweet being about Stranger Things and how it's good and bad all at the same time. Sure. Um, or, or on TikTok, there's just Chrissy Wake Up uh, remixes and people are posting TikToks about Stranger Things. Yep. I uh, That song stuck in my head. It's not even a song. It wasn't a song. It's a thing somebody said <laughs> in an episode of Stranger Things I've not seen and I'm not going to see. And But yet I know it. I know the song. Mm-hmm. I, I, society, man. I don't get it. <laughs> Anyways, we, we've got a lot of... We got a lot of interesting stuff to talk about when we get to season six, my dude. It's going to be. I don't think I've. Now that you said that Britta uses the F word, I don't think I've ever seen this. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Because you, you said that when we started, where you're like, I don't think I've seen season six. And uh, I, I, based on all the little things I've said about season six, I don't think you've seen it. And it's Th- going to be wild when we get there because you're gonna be like what is even happening the only thing i half remember is that at one point they have a van with a hand tied on top of it yes that is accurate that's the only (laughs) thing i can remember (laughs) Um, so we'll see we'll see uh let's just skip season five and go straight to season six yeah, that makes what? that makes perfect sense <laughs> yeah um every episode of community except for this entire season uh-huh it's just that's just 13 episodes yeah although we would be skipping some really great episodes uh so you know we'll we'll we'll, we'll talk <laughs> yeah well we, we've got some time before that we'll, we'll we won't skip it five we won't skip it um Boy, where were we? So I don't remember. <laughs> uh, they tie him back up, and then more mind games happen, and then um, at the end, he's just kind of like, eh, "Actually, I I was lying the whole time. I'm sad. I, I'm sad. And I'm a sad my, old man. I'm a sad old man, and my daughter doesn't want to see me because she thinks I'm too manipulative. Which, yeah, I mean, we just watched 24 accurate. minutes of this. Yes." And then they all, the Dean comes back in with kittens and they all have a good Christmas. And Cornwallis is still tied up drinking scotch for some reason. Like, they don't untie him. Yeah, I kind of like that, actually. He's he's just chilling there, like, bound up in ropes, drinking scotch. Uh, and, yeah. Um... And also uh, in the tag, uh, we get we get the uh, the darkest timeline again. H- hooray! Yeah, yeah. So Abed brings up the darkest timeline again, and it it goes to a, the dark timeline where Jeff is is uh, getting Annie acquitted of uh, robbing a pharmacy and stabbing pharmacists several times uh, because she's hot, and then they make out. <laughs> And she's like, do you have a problem with the age difference? And he's like, yeah, I wish you were younger. And that, which is weird and gross. And then the darkest timeline has gone some places. Clearly it's gone some places. Uh, And then um, it comes back to the, the, the prime. Oh, they do threaten that they need to invade the prime timeline. Um, Which is uh, setting up for some stuff. Um, so, anyways, uh, Cornwallis does give the group a C plus. Uh, so you know, um, they've got that going. I mean, because someone is like, or he's like, I'll I'll give you grades individually, and then they decide as a group, no, we got a C plus. We'll like, we'll deal with the C plus, like as a group, and we'll yeah. work on our own valedictorian thing. You know, it's fine. Yeah, and part part of the way that they they win that is that if Jeff Jeff gives a winger speech as he often does about how Classic. like you know yes we screw up a lot as a group but that's not a weakness it's a strength because if I screw up this time I know that everybody is going to forgive me because it you know I'll forgive them the next time they screw up or something something like that I'm sure you could drop a s- section of the winger speech or not I don't really care it was uh-huh. f- it was a winger speech I kind of uh-huh. zoned out during it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but uh, that is, I mean, unless we have anything else we want to talk about, we, we sort of we sort of burned through the episode, but uh, truthfully, not 
not much. To, oh, there is also we skipped over. Chang uh, excuses oh, yes. himself and he goes outside and he's like, that didn't get them expelled. We'll have to do something else. And so he's still plotting something, I guess. Right. Um, and I think that's I think that's it. I think that's the I think that's the episode. Um, and that means that is time to talk about. So I feel like this is kind of the I feel like this is kind of the the thing that they're really doing in the back half of this season where they are really trying whether whether specifically or just kind of accidentally. But I feel like they are really trying to recapture community highlights because. Sure. This is a pretty big departure from uh, cooperative calligraphy. However, it treads a lot of the same ground because it is a group of people who are all codependent, who something happens to sort of breach that trust. Everyone kind of like turns on each other momentarily they all make up because of a winger, winger speech, and now they're friends again. This just happens to be set at Christmas time, right? And also involves tying up Malcolm McDowell, um, which I mean, most Christmas times do. Uh, so you know that's not a weird part. Um, I also uh, not to interrupt too much, but you mentioned co- cooperative calligraphy. I believe even Troy is like, can't we just say a, tr- a ghost did it again? Right. They they even, even specifically it, yeah. they even specifically call back to that. Like the fact that Troy wants to just be like, "Oh, it's a ghost," like he did in that episode. I feel like on some level, whether or not they specifically were trying to do cooperative calligraphy 2.0, I feel like they have to know that they are retreading that same ground because of that joke. And it's not as interesting the second time and it I, I I struggle with community the most when it's really looking at them being codependent like cooperative calligraphy is it's a surprisingly fun episode given the topic right sure but there are a lot of episodes where you kind of watch it and it's just like, boy, these these people are all just very codependent on each other. They. Like, are they even friends like. Right. And this one, everything happens so quick in this episode that like they really dip into that. We're like, are these people even friends? And then they just come back out and they're like, haha, gotcha. We're still friends. I'm like, what what was the point of that? Right. Um. So I, I think the plot treads a lot of that same ground uh, less successfully. Um, and it's, it's I don't know, like, it's weird that Cornwallis is there just to be like, uh, here's my little introduction to historical game theory. Uh, <laughs> by the way, I'm mostly doing this because I'm a sad old man. And then they're just like, oh, and then they all have fun and don't untie him. And they drink scotch and, and exchange gifts. And um, the dean comes uh, by with cats. The dean comes by with cats, uh, two of which two of which, for some reason, are named Jeffrey. So. When, when Jeffrey is so important, you just got to have multiple Jeffreys. Uh-huh. Uh, just in case one leaves you, and, and then you'll still have another one. Um, there you go. Uh-huh. Planning planning for the worst case scenario. So, like, I don't know. It's not it's not a bad episode, but it is, it is doing that thing where I feel like they are trying to play best of community hits. Yeah. Where... I mean, even the tag is like, hey, y'all remember the darkest timeline? Wink, wink. And then they like shovel off to the darkest timeline for a moment. And it just it. The the last half of this season, I think, particularly tends to feel a little aimless in that, like, they really do retread a lot of that same ground. And. 
I don't know how much of that is like, we got to prove that we can do this without Dan Harmon. What do people love about community? Let's do more of that. Or how much of it is just like you do four seasons of anything and like you you start running out of stuff, right? Right. How how many situations can you put a study group at a community college into even when you have them do outlandish things like paintball or alternate timelines or, sure. you know, whatever? I do think I do think you hit diminishing returns on that. And it's why I think a lot of I mean, you know, a lot of people bad talk. uh uh, a, a lot of people uh, really look down on season four of Community, but like season four is a tough season for a lot of shows. Like, sure, you you gotta you gotta try to stay fresh, or try to keep recapturing the things that made it good in the first place. But man, you've got so many episodes already. I mean, like there were twenty some episodes in the first three seasons of this, right? Like. That's, you know, 60 something. episodes. What is this? This is episode. Um, this is episode 81 of Community. Like you've gotten so many episodes in like you're going to you're going right. to you're going to hit that wall. You know, you're going to you're going to retread some some similar ground. Um, So I'm not I'm not I'm not going to, you know, knock that too much, but it it does. It does make it feel like it's been done um and it when commute like i don't know um i i I keep talking and not really giving a grade i'm (laughs) um i'm gonna give it uh i'm gonna give it a c minus uh if only because it's thematically appropriate (laughs) that is thematically Um, appropriate yes because like i don't think it's i don't think it's bad it's just it's an episode that that just kind of exists um and yeah um <laughs> i don't i don't really have i don't really have um a lot of like gr- shining things to say about it but i also don't really have a lot of like negative things to say about it other than it feels like it's retreading ground and by the end, I think feels kind of a little bit rushed and yes. confusing. A lot happens while nothing happens at right. the same time. Yeah, and that's kind of where I'm at. Like this, there's a lot they're trying to do without doing a whole lot. If that makes sense, it's it it the pacing feels like okay, we gotta go to this 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 this. It's like you said, we jump into they have suspicions of each other for like a second and they're like okay no but we got to move on so they're fine again it's like what whoa so i don't don't know it just it seems somehow overstuffed and understuffed at the same time and i guess you know you could have bottle episodes that feel that way but it you know like you're talking about cooperative calligraphy and like what you know uh, and and this is you know not i probably for a greater uh, analytical mind than mine like what is the difference between those two things is that I feel like cooperative calligraphy set up a situation that you could like let breathe through some period, like, you know, they really want this pen, et cetera. But you know, like it wasn't flying through it. It's like, they're kind of like taking slow, deliberate steps to the, 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 the climax of, everybody like them them taking off the the casts of pierce uh pierce's legs whereas this one's just like go 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 don't worry about the climax just go 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 it's like it it's 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 like a roller coaster that just goes and doesn't have a ramp up and you know i think it just doesn't work for that reason um other than that, yeah, it's just it's really hard to pull major negatives or major positives out of it. It is just kind of existing. Um, I I think you're absolutely right of trying to play the hits, really, because mm-hmm. you're bringing back the darkest timeline, which I kind of was I, I feel kind of done with already from the finality of season three. Um, but it's like, well, people like the dark, the people like the roles. So let's keep going that. So, yeah, I, I, I think I'm just going to have to agree with you at C minus because otherwise we're just going to 
ro- talk around in circles about like nothing happened, but everything happened, but so much was going on, but nothing happened. It's, it's just, it's, it, it, and, and yeah, no, I, I really, really do not have anything more to say. Uh, it, it exists. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't usually like look at other reviews uh, when I'm, when I'm talking about grades, but I happen to have this episode up uh, on uh, uh, Wikipedia and uh, it does, it does notice, uh, it does uh, mention the reception, uh, like critical reception. Um, Corey Barker of TV.com gave the episode a mixed review saying it offered some initial intrigue that it wasn't totally able to follow through with then overcame that initial wave of disappointment with a strong middle only to end on a lamer note. It wasn't a complete mess by any means, but it squandered more potential than I would have liked. Yeah. I think that's um, a, that's a reasonable, uh, takeaway from it. Right. Um, and, um, yeah, so I, I mean, I would, I would agree with that. Uh, but we want to know what you think about this episode about, uh whether or not you would prefer to have a thing that beeps when you lie or find someone attractive uh, uh we, we want to know what you think uh why do does Salma Hayek keep coming to my brain uh we want to know what you think about the decorations in Jeff's apartment uh do you do you enjoy the bright blue and the photograph of uh, an airplane wing um which I keep calling out that that photo mostly because it's not a great photo. Uh, just like I went to art school and I'm allowed to like critique that with all the knowledge of a guy who went to art school. I swear I'm going to have to go back after this episode and see what you're talking about because I legitimately did not notice. I was probably it was probably in the background of some shot and I'm just like I'm looking at uh, Jeff right now. It look is at, look at look at that handsome man. It is hanging literally next to his front door. Um, so, and like when the when the dean knocks, when the dean knocks and like they go to answer it, like look at look at what's next to his his front door. Um, okay. It's just a little little small square photo of an airplane wing, f- like fly, t- like taken from an airplane out at the wing. It's not it's not great composition. Um, Right, so I'm, I'm, I'm pulling up the episode now. Okay. Well, he does see that. Uh, you can let us know all these things and more by sending us an email. Uh, you can go to goodmorninggreendale.com. There's a contact form and it'll send us an email that we might read on the show. And uh, you can find us on Twitter at goodgreendale if you want to let us know there. And we are, of course, on Patreon. That is patreon.com slash back to Futurama. Uh, how's that... Oh, I see what you're talking about. This feels this feels like promotional material for Delta. <laughs> right. Right. Um, like legitimately, it's not like it's not like you're like looking d- it's over an ocean it seems like. And then you're also like you're pointed like legitimately the wing is half of the picture. What are you taking a uh-huh. picture of? Like legitimately this looks like what Delta does is this is that's a bad picture. And you know what? I agree with you now. Like that's not a Jeff picture. Uh-huh. But you know, this is also this is also just who I am because like, you know, you go to art school and suddenly you see a picture in the background of something, and you're just like, that's that's all I can think of now. Uh I'm not gonna put myself on blast too much because it's not the other podcasts that I do, but there have been some uh some films about adult situations by which I do not mean taxes where I've, I've oh. seen, I've seen art in the background. And I'm like, well, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> this art is, this art is bad. So, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm done with this adult situation. If you know what I mean? Um, hey. we want to, yeah, just, uh, just let us know. Uh, let us know what you think about this episode and uh, community and adult situations and mm-hmm. machines that beep at inopportune times. Sorry. Uh, speaking of beeping at inopportune times, uh, that was mine, apparently. Uh, I don't know what it beeped about, though. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> uh, We want to thank you for coming to the end of these episodes. Uh uh, I know, uh, it's, you know, the summer here in Portland and I know that across the, 
the world it's it's a it's been a hot one or uh, in australia a, a wet one uh so hopefully you're staying safe where you are and hopefully we could put a smile on your face uh for this hour of nonsense I, I hope this was somewhat intelligible between the rum and coke that I had and the fact that it is. Um, hold on a second. Let me look at. Uh, let me look at the thermometer in here real quick. The rum and coke and the fact that it is currently eighty six degrees in my office. Oh dear. Um, Let's finish this up so Ben can get out of there. Eighty six and getting hotter because I've just got like a laptop recording this on. I don't have. Uh, fan on in here for the noise um it's getting hot um and i would like to put a fan on and <laughs> maybe not be talking about community for a little bit while i cool down um but if you want to do if you do want to talk to us about community send us those emails and uh until next time when we talk about basic human anatomy um, <laughs> the the episode that uh, Ben thought <laughs> Ben made me think I had I had fudged up. Uh huh. Yeah, we'll be talking about that for real <laughs> next time. Uh, until then, I'm Ben, and I'm Mike. I, I wish, wish you, you luck. luck. <laughs>